wonder who that could be. Hmm. All right. Parcel for El Presidente. All right, Expect you anything? Open it up, then. Oh, he's got a prezi. He's got a prezi. What have you got there? Smells a bit. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. I think um, it's from Andy. Uh, ah. Isn't he going to need that? Hmm. I don't think Crumley's going to be with us tonight. Weird. Welcome, welcome, all and sundry to Staggering Stories Podcast 401. Yay! Woohoo! <laughs> I'm Jean. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. And I, yes, I am the welder of the cosmic emeralds. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just still confused about what Crumbly managed to cut off and send to us in a box. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it was actually the Chaos Emeralds, but we won't go there. Doesn't matter. Okay. Well, no, that and, being a pair of jewels. <laughs> and and I, I still have to say, we do have Steve here, but he's doing a sponsored quiet. He is. <laughs> yeah. Crumbly just can't be bothered to be here no, today. Something no. about being with his wife. You know, if you want to call well, that a reason. Won't he need that? You'd think. think this is why I'm wondering why he okay. sent it in yeah. a box. Anyway, without further ado, it's over to the news with El Presidente. Doctor Who news. Oh, yep. Doctor Who season two goes blue. Ooh. Things have certainly been slowing down in the world of classic Doctor Who box sets since 2020, but we do finally have an announcement on the next The Collection Blu-ray box set season two. Ooh. It was very unclear even when we might get a black and white season released, especially given that none of them are complete in the archives. Perhaps unsurprisingly, the first one we are getting is the most complete, with 37 of the 39 episodes existing. Naturally, as this is season two, it features William Hartnell as the Doctor, alongside original companions Susan, Barbara and Ian. They are replaced during the season by Vicky and Stephen. Mm. The stories are Planet of the Giants, the Dalek Invasion of Earth, the Rescue, the Romans, the Web Planet, the Crusade with the two missing episodes, the Space Museum, the Chase and the Time Meddler. The two missing episodes exist in audio form and will be presented with telesnaps. Special features include the now usual Behind the Sofa, In Conversation, interviews with William Russell and Maureen O'Brien, three new documentaries and various other bits, both new and from the original DVDs. This mammoth nine-disc box set is available for pre-order now in its limited edition guise for the sum of £52.99. There is no word on release date, but likely around October or November. Mm. Has anybody pre-ordered it? Yes, of course. Yes, so have we. We have? Yes, oh, we have. Okay. <laughs> I, I haven't yet. I've you got have discrete on... copies. No, no, what? I have them all on DVD legitimately okay. now. Okay. <laughs> now that they're all available. <laughs> Except for the telescene snaps, which I have anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I don't know. I mean, is this gonna does going into Blu-ray give you anything extra? In t- I mean, the yeah. extra extras are, yeah. are worth it, but I mean, mm-hmm. in terms of the viewing quality, a little bit, but yeah. Well, as I said before, viewing quality means nothing to me. But the um, the, the documentaries and the yeah. various things, especially with William Russell being 197 years <laughs> old, <laughs> yeah. these are all recorded at four or five lines, so they're low resolution even by, uh, by low latter, resolution standards. Yeah. Mm. Standards, but I don't care. We're middle aged. We're grandparents. <laughs> I, I can see for the attraction for the people who haven't got some of these. Oh yeah. But for you, I've got to admit, as you already have a copy or at least three copies of various <laughs> things in is various this, forms. Yeah. Is this your way of saying you'd like me to cancel the order? No, 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 no. It's not because uh, I think we've got. Um, looking at it, we've got one, maybe two of those in another form. We mm-hmm. haven't got uh, Planet of the Giants or The Rescue or Web Planet or oh, Crusade. Yes. I've got them all on DVD, but still going to buy it anyway. Yeah. Well, less, less space on the like, shelf, won't they? Like, yeah. like, like I said, there is a point where I decide I've bought this, I'm not getting it in any other form now. That's a sign you've grown up. Because yeah. yeah. when we Unless... first met, we would have bought everything. <laughs> <laughs> Unless there's a major system change yeah. and DVD and Blu-ray suddenly drop out of production, you can't buy things to play them on. Yeah, get in there, but uh, not quite. Yeah, give it time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do realise that will happen, but it's not happening yet. Yeah. So it's not a new format. No. Do you think it's worth buying, like... 10 PS4s <laughs> and keeping them in boxes in the, in the loft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then over the years, as one breaks, we just have the other one so that we can still play all our DVDs <laughs> when kids are doing projected hollow download watches <laughs> and things. I probably will still buy it just for the fact that it's completest in that last box and yeah. the behind-the-scenes stuff and that kind of stuff. It will be re-released on the non-limited edition yeah. in yeah. time. I've got, I must, a few quid cheaper. But I must admit, I've got it. a mixture of both now because so, so, there were some of those I couldn't get on the end. Yeah, um, so have yeah. I. There's at least one that is uh, a standard. Yeah. But any road up. Another Doctor Who one? Yes. Mm-hmm. Centenary special, semi-dated. Ooh. It might be another lean year for new terrorised Doctor Who, but we do have one more special to look forward to before Yay. we hit 2023. The BBC Centenary special. At the recent Edinburgh TV Festival, the BBC Chief Content Officer, Charlotte Moore, said... We've got a week celebrating our centenary in October. Well, we'll have some specials. We've got the Doctor Who Centenary special. That week would appear to be the 16th to the 22nd of October. Ooh. Have your clinics ready for some final Witaka action. Ooh. That's your birthday week. Yeah, that is my birthday so week. That yeah. wouldn't be the regeneration it one, would it? It will be. It will, yes. All yeah. right. Well, we think. Who knows? Yeah, that's what they're saying, but who knows for sure, eh? Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. It might actually fall over to the 23rd of October, which should be a Sunday. Yeah. It might just fall after the centenary week. I don't know. We'll see. House of the Dragon. Mm. Second season already confirmed. Mm. Given the thunderous success of the first episode, yeah, the Game of Thrones prequel has already been granted a second season by HBO, Arise House of the Dragon. <laughs> In the US alone, 10 million people tuned in to the first episode of House of the Dragon. Sounds like a Bruce Lee film. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> As it was broadcast, with at least another 10 million watching it on demand after that. This is apparently something of a record breaker. 
Sadly, neither Roy Castle nor Norris McWhirter were on hand to confirm that. And Cheryl Baker has gone into hiding. So he's right there. <laughs> However, assuming his character survives, it appears that Matt Smith might have a busy few years ahead. Episodes of the first season continue to air on Sunday on HBO in the US and Mondays on Sky Atlantic and now in the UK. I reckon Matt's one of those characters that will go on a fair way through it. Oh, I oh, don't see, know. See, you said this about Ned Stark. Yeah, well, and that yeah. backfired horribly. I, I don't know. I, I don't think know. he's going to... They're going to Ned Stark I, I've him. Got, I've got to admit, mm. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it at all But yet. from what I've picked up and the vibes I've picked up, he is first in line. Well, I've seen the first episode. He is the brother of the king. Yeah. He hasn't been made the hand of the no, king. No. He's the foot He's of the king. the first in line, but then the yeah. king names his successor. Yeah. Which is not him. Which is uh. not him. But he is the head of the guard. I can't remember what they're called. The guards for King's Landing. They've got their gold coats. Um, <laughs> they do songs cloaks. and dance. Gold <laughs> cloaks or something. Um, but yeah, he, he is one of those characters that will either not make it through the first season or yeah. will be there for some part as a... Bit um, of a Joffrey type, maybe. Yeah, kind of character. You, you got um, that. Or he, he, he could be like um, another Stark, Rob Stark, and get off fairly early. He <laughs> starts the rebellion, but yeah. gets off anyway. He, mm. he is one of the main protagonists against one of the other main characters, and at the moment, he that is place. the main baddie so for one of these. For, for, for yeah. But for all, all Matt Smith fans who haven't seen it, he also has his kit off and he's doing the wild thing at one point. Yeah, he's going to throw this. You don't get to see anything below the waist. You get his wibbly bod belly. I do remember reading an interview. He was slightly disconcerted about the amount of nudity in the role. Yeah, he has to do a whole speech with a room full of naked women. I bet that was difficult. Yeah, we haven't got HBO, have we? No. Do you have now? TV. Oh, is it on now as well? It's on now as well. I'm, I may have to subscribe to now for yeah. a little while. We, we did subscribe for a little while for, until Game of Thrones we, finished. We did, it yeah. is definitely in the theme of Game of Thrones. <laughs> Apparently. Um, uh, <laughs> no, no, but it, it doesn't depart from it that drastically. Right, although yeah, you've yeah. got the original, you know, you can mm. see that it, this is earlier but you can see yeah, it's, it's, it's meant to it's be not a like looking years. at something in the 1960s and then looking at them in the yeah. 1920s it's 174 oh, years yeah. before Daenerys Stormborn they actually mentioned the legend of da blah 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 and it is called the song of fire and ice which I thought was quite nice yes. but yeah it's got promise even though we know where it kind of heads is how it gets there. It's how it gets there. The journey is part of the fun. It's far enough in front of Game of Thrones that they can't, you know, things can be adjusted. Yeah. Yeah. Nichelle Nichols Mm. remains to be blasted into space. (laughs) Some of the ashy remains of Star Trek legend Nichelle Nichols are to be shot into space. Several original Star Trek people have already had their ashes sent into space at various times and will again on this upcoming trip dubbed the Enterprise Flight. (laughs) A portion of the ashes of Gene Roddenberry, Majel Barrett Roddenberry and James Doohan will also be included alongside those of more than 100 other people. This launch is intending to put the capsule into a perpetual solar orbit and will not be returning to Earth. You too can have your ashes or DNA sent into space 
by Celestis Memorial Space Flights. Two and a half thousand dollars gets a suborbital return flight, not entirely unlike the live William Shatner experienced. Five thousand will get you into orbit and eventually burnt up on re-entry. Twelve and a half thousand will allow you to choose to be either crashed into the moon or, like this flight, sent on an infinite voyage out into the solar system. Oh, I'm... infinite voyage. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that last bit sounded like a cheesy advert for a bad sci-fi show. <laughs> oh, how cool would it be, though, to be orbiting the sun forever? I well, think it's... until the sun I, I think dies. it's a nice thing for, for them. I mean, OK, they may not necessarily... But I, I think it's a nice touch and... Yeah, you know. I, I've, I've always thought that's really cool. Yeah, interesting, yeah. it's only those four. So we, we haven't got... Um, Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, DeForest Kelly. Well, it stands to the family. So. I yeah. suppose so, yeah. yeah. And it, it really depends if... This is gross. If DeForest Kelly was cremated. Yeah, I don't and know. And another <laughs> thing, I'm not sure if that was a, a thing... When DeForest Kelly yeah, but left if, us, because he, he was 99? 95, 96, I thought. It's only a long time ago now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If it, so it depends on their religion as to yeah. whether or not yeah. they were interned or... Mm. How how they were interned. Mm. Mm. Anyway, that's kind of cool. But it's a nice thing. Yeah, yeah. Do we have any addendiums? Yes. Oh. oh. Keith's got one. I have? <laughs> I thought you were going to say yes, you usually do. <laughs> the way, the way do we you... have any non Game and RPG related. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> He's been doing some really cool painting. You should see all these tiny little figures. They're brilliant. I don't know how he does it. It's easy, just paint, isn't it? <laughs> uh, are you familiar with the game? card game Magic the Gathering. Oh, I yes. have heard of yeah. it. Well, it, it has been going on for a number of years with yeah, some... 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, some, some interesting artwork on the cards, which is absolutely glorious. And it's magical orbs, and I, I don't play it myself because I don't actually know. But now we are getting a crossover. Mm. Magic the Gathering, brackets, Doctor Who. Awesome. <laughs> they are Magic the Gathering have uh, having a section which will now include the doctors, enemies, monsters, companions and various effects that they can produce. Mm. It's going to be part of uh TCG's upcoming Warhammer 4000 and Lord of the Rings sets as well. Okay. Mm. And this will interchange with the, uh, the original game. I'm assuming they will be interchangeable with the original game. I am assuming that they will be with the same set of rules, so you can mm. quite happily have a Daleks going up against a gold dragon. Okay. Can you play it with just the Doctor Who set, or do you need... Uh, I Again, I'm assuming, from, from what the little information I have access to, Wizard of the Coast confirmed that the Doctor Who set will span the entire 60-year history, featuring mm. all the Doctor's companions and villains. Uh, it will be released on the third quarter of 2023. OK. Will it include all the Doctors, though? Will it include Chuty Gatwa? who may or may not have been officially unveiled by that point. I I, I've got no idea. They, if, 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 the set, if the set is successful, I'm sure he will be included in yeah. an update if he's not included in the, uh, mm. the main range. Because that's the point. With uh, I think merchandising-wise, such as things like Magic the Gathering and the role-playing game and uh, the miniatures, mm -hmm. every few years you're having to re-update... Yeah. The branding of everything, because yeah, yeah. they've changed everything, which I think is perhaps to its detriment yeah. rather than its success. I have an addendum. Oh, you yeah. have an addendum. What, is your, an what addendum. is your last-minute mm -hmm. addendum? Would you like to be the proud owner 
of a five foot tall ceramic hair. <laughs> oh yeah. With Doctor Who designs all over it. Oh, if yes. so, the hairs of Hampshire are being auctioned. Basically, during the summer, Winchester and Southampton, they've had like dozens of these hairs sculptures mm-hmm. um, dotted around with various themes. And they're all now being auctioned. It's got a lovely painting of Peter Capaldi on it, hasn't it? And Peter Davison. I've only seen the one It's got a lovely painting of Peter (laughs) on it. They're being auctioned by Wild in Art Auctions. (laughs) And they're all starting at £2,400. Now, I'm guessing some of them will just go for £2,400. This is the hair with the flowers on. This is the hair with the moon on. I'm thinking there's going to be a bit of a bidding war for the Doctor Who one because it does look really, really good and it is unique. Mm. And I'd really, really like it in the garden. I could do stuff for the garden. But uh, I don't think (laughs) I want to pay... Two and a half grand at least. It's going to be more like ten, probably. By the time it's finished. Um, But we'll put a link in the show notes if you fancy having a bid because... The auction starts next week. Oh, right. So it will have started by the time you're listening to this. Any more addendums? Nope. And that's the end of the news. Woo! We, as always, have been watching some DVDs stroke Blu-rays, depending on our want. I often stroke the Blu-rays. You do, you do. And this week, it's been Doctor Who, Seeds of Doom. Pause for music. And we had a plan with this. <laughs> we thought, right, we've got to watch this. It's a six-parter, mm-hmm. and that's sometimes a little bit hard to stomach. <laughs> so we will watch three episodes on Saturday evening and three episodes on Sunday evening. Mm-hmm. Boom. We watched all six on Saturday yeah. evening because yeah. it was just... Wonderful. It just there was there wasn't one point where I thought, oh god, how many more episodes? And so we watched the whole lot we back did. to back. We did, and yeah, we roared through it. This one was one second. of those ones where I had vague memories of a couple of scenes from. Oh, really? When, I, I, when it first came I out, I got my foot grabbed. Mm, yeah, <laughs> at one the point. um the scene where the first the guy in Antarctica has been taken over by the crinoid mm-hmm. and is in half human, half crinoid form. That triggered a memory. Mm-hmm. And the scene where the big crinoid was eating the house, that was the memory. <laughs> so I must have seen at least a couple of scenes of this. Oh, yeah. But anyway, we digress. I think watching Half and Half was probably, if you had done it that way, it would have been quite good because it was virtually half of it was set in the Antarctic. It was yeah. two and four. And then yeah. half of the, it was the, set. The, the, the last one we watched was basically a four-episode and a two-episode jammed together in that yeah. order. Yeah. This, they've just swapped the, yeah. the order. And it- Seems to work better this way. Yeah. Have a two-parter, effectively, which sets up the wider story, rather yeah. than mm. have a two-parter tacked on the end, as if yeah. Yeah. like with the invasion of time. So basically, a quick rundown. Antarctica, there's a scientific expedition. They dig up this pod. Ooh, that looks suspiciously like Alien. We'll start with the one. They hadn't dug up the other one yet. <laughs> <laughs> all right. They dig up these pods, not at all suspicious that they look like alien eggs, mm-hmm. and <laughs> take them back into their camp thing to examine them. And, oh, no, the pod hatches. Bad things happen to the guy who was sitting next to it, and he starts to turn into a plant. Um, the Doctor yep. and Sarah have been caught, uh, sent down to retrieve the pod, but, of course, you know, they can't. Bad guys are there. Uh, Boise from <laughs> Only Fools and Horses yeah. proves to be a thoroughly rotten scoundrel. 
Um, the pod, of course, ends up back in London with a mad scientist, a mad millionaire Clay called too, yeah. Harrison Chase, yeah. and shenanigans ensue and all we could think about all the way through was that it was evil Groot versus the Doctor. (laughs) (laughs) He's a bit of a trimmer. (laughs) Yeah. This was the last of season 13 and it's kind of like getting towards the end of them doing their gothic gothic homages. It was Hinchcliffe. Robert, Robert Holmes, Holmes and, and Robert, ba- Robert Stewart Robert Banks. Stewart Banks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this had a lot of influence, nods, homages to two things. One was the Quatermass experiment, yeah. Yeah. yes, and the other one was to an extent the thing, the original, <laughs> the original, the original nineteen fifties. Yes, yes, yeah. it's before Carpenter's. The yeah. Thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when in the original nineteen fifties, it was a vegetable. Yeah, because uh, really? it has the immortal lines, "My God, an intellect." Carrot, the mind boggles. <laughs> yeah, we when we we did the invasion of time. Yeah, a couple of podcasts ago. Um, watching that one was a chore. Yeah, um, yeah. it really was with the best will in the world a chore. Watching this one was a joy from yeah. beginning to end. You had these amazing evil geniuses. Oh, the- <laughs> you had the poor sap Keeler. Yeah, I mean, for God's sake, man, you're working for a psycho. Just don't turn up for work one day and don't come <laughs> back. But no, instead, you turn into evil Groot. I think I, I've got to give a shout out to the guy who played Harrison Chase. Oh, he was oh, his, yes. his insanity is yeah. on another level. This was quite sadly. This was one of the last things he did because he he died at fifty three. Yeah, but wow. he not, not also appeared. I'm trying to remember Tony the name Beckley. of the character. Tony Beckley. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the name of the character. I can't remember the name of the character. But he also appeared in Michael Caine, Blow the Bloody Doors Off. Italian, Italian job. Yeah, he had a, had a part in the Italian job. Oh, right. Okay. You know, the, the 1960s Italian job, not, not the recent remake. The good tragedy. Italian job. The good one, yeah. I think they missed a, a tiny trick with him at one point because he always wore the black gloves. Yes. yes. And yeah. I yeah. was always convinced, I was convinced yeah. that there was something wrong with his hands. <laughs> yeah. That he, he had already started to, because he was very, very of the land. Yeah. You know, it, it was admirable. He, yeah. He, really wanted plants to thrive yeah, but yeah yeah recycling <laughs> everything including a doctor if he could get his hands on him yeah. into fertilizer that, that, was, yeah. that was a very good grindy machine it was. <laughs> i liked tom's performance because this is where he's yeah he's found his feet yeah yeah he's comfortable in the he's role now comfortable in the role he does something some of the more recent doctors have tried to and they've written in but those flashes of pure anger yeah. and alienism mm. He says, not, instead of saying, you know, don't do it, he virtually spits the words out at people. Well, he gets and, quite shouty at yeah, one point. Um, and you don't often see that with the doc, with this, the doctors we've had more recently or, or for a while. I know Capaldi tried to bring some of it back in. Mm-hmm. And I quite like that in his character because it does still give you that alien it it stops you being too cozy but it also means you you know when something's really bad (laughs) not just bad bad it's really bad um but yeah this is sarah's penultimate season i think this might be a penultimate story actually i don't know with hand of it was a season opener i don't know i'm not sure i think Uh, mask mandragora that's it yeah it's it's close to 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 her 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 her
you know, they work well off of each other. You have unit in there, but no one Barely. from unit. One yeah. unit saw soldier. I, I, I got to admit, I wonder how it would have played out differently if they could actually have got Nicholas Courtney because yeah. he was otherwise engaged for this. Oh right, or even any of the unit like Benton or yeah. something like yeah. that. But. Even for the time it was, apart from the polystyrene snow, but yes. given the fact yes. that we only saw it once on low-resolution small screens, yeah. etc. Well, as I said to you at the beginning when we had the, the, the snow fuzz going across Ooh. the... That basically looked like the TV we had. Its dial had just been knocked it slightly off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's um, only poor electronic snow yeah. we would do. It, it was... <laughs> I, I thought this special effects in it were actually generally quite good. There was some yeah. reverse filming and, and mucking yeah. about with speeds of filming. Yeah. But there wasn't that much in the way of special effects yeah. for this. There's it's, some it's... pretty violent tendril shaking yeah, going yeah. through those windows. That's it. But the, most of it was is more reaction. And, and you get the odd occasional yeah. monster. And, mm. and, and literally a man in a rubber suit on this occasion, <laughs> but there's not a lot of choice in it. But also, I think we should Makes point, sense, point yeah. out is the miniature work on it. The, oh, the, God, the, yeah. the crumbling building when the crinoids yeah. trying to crush mm. it is yeah. fantastic. It looks really good, yeah. It, lo- it puts me in mind the immortal church from Demons... Uh, a Green uh, Death. No, not oh, the demons. The, the demons, demons yeah, which yeah. was meant to have had a letter complaining they that they, the blew, they yeah. blew up a church. <laughs> ha- having been to both locations, this one and to Devil's End, I can attest that both the buildings are still standing. Well, it's, <laughs> they rebuilt it afterwards. They had to well, I'm contract. just saying, is it, is it the outside uh, location that they used in Pyramids of Mars? Yes, yeah, I'm it sure is. it's the same I think building. it was. So, I think so it is the same. Do, do we once again have, um, what Rod is it, Stewart. Rod, Rod Stewart running around outside screaming that he's they're blowing up his house i don't know i'm not sure it is actually the same one but anyway i mean chase was very much at the time as well this this wasn't quite the singing swinging 60s um but <laughs> he had some white colors on him yeah 70, but, 75, but, but, not, 75 but it was still in that age of, out, yeah. of people becoming more aware of the environmental issues yeah um, I mean, that was being aware since the 60s, and this is what makes me laugh when people say, oh, Dr. is getting woke. Yeah. Seriously, you ain't been... been watching the same show I've been Green watching. Death. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this was, this was a point at which people were becoming conscious of the fact that the damage that was being done to the environment physically to plants, mm-hmm. cutting down the rainforests and that kind of stuff. But there was also experiments going on regarding plant sentience around yeah. this time. Mm finding out that things like plants do actually react to fire and send warning signals. And I think this was the birth of the idea of, they call it the root internet now, effectively, where the plants and roots all communicate with each other and that, which is, mm. a, is a real thing. But the well, I like, I like the, <laughs> the comment in there about the barbarity of bonsai trees. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I loved um, Amelia Ducat, the artist. Oh, isn't Stuck she it. wonderful? Tom, <laughs> 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 yeah. Tom Baker liked her so much, he wanted her to stay on as a companion. <laughs> it would be like Evelyn Smythe yeah. from Big Finish. Yeah. yeah. She was good. very, very good. Sylvia Coleridge. I mean, she was yeah. actually quite a well-known. She was a well-known she was, face. She was amazing. Yeah. She'd been yeah. around since, like, the 40s. Yeah. To watch it now, you might go, oh, she's a good character actor. 
But at the time, she wasn't a good character actor. She was actually a really well-known... Yeah. It'd be a bit like having Olivia Coleman in something, just <laughs> yeah, as a, right, yeah, yeah. an additional mm, yeah. character now. It was, uh, she Not was the a main d- character. Yeah. A, a well-known jobbing actress. Mm. Also, I got over um, Scobie. 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 I, I liked his... You, you John could, Well, you, mm-hmm. you could see his philosophy of life that has stead him well in his mercenary existence up until that point. Yeah. But it's that same philosophy that gets him killed. Yeah, well, yes. Don't rely on anyone else, just rely on yourself. You're, you know, look after number one. Yep, that went well for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And if you, if you can't punch it, then... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, punch it or threaten it with a gun, which is a world away from his more popular known Boise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, yes. it's totally different yeah. from yeah. Boise. Talking about guns, quite interesting, the Doctor grabs the gun mm. and with the intent of threatening people with yeah. it, even but though he admits he won't ever use, it. use it. Did you but, notice, yeah. though, his finger would never was on the trigger. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. He's, He's obviously of... had his weapons training. <laughs> He's a bit more Pertwee-like in this. He's more, yeah, uh, an action. Because we have quite a few open, not open, but, you know, punches. Yeah, and he... To the chin. Looks like he breaks Scorby's neck <laughs> yeah, at one does, point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I suppose it's got a big chiropractic or something. Yeah. <laughs> Gibbs. Well, well he is a, a doctor, you know, he knows about this. You can see yeah. there was a bit of tension there, yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to relieve the tension. I mean, this did actually have quite a bit of, as they call it now, threat. Yeah, yeah. Heightened threat. You've you've got not just the fact of these two different people having been taken over by the crinoid, mm. but the whole scenes with the the munching, the melting machine, yeah. you know, it's going to munch up the doctor and then when yeah. it finally gets chased and that kind of stuff. That was done in a way that it was actually very tense for, for an 11-year-old yeah. child watching yeah, yeah. that. But was... also, also, it was done in a way where you didn't see anything. No, no, even, no blood. No, no blood, blood at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was all done in reaction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the doctor's yeah. just going, ooh. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes that's even worse. Yeah. I, 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 I saw it. What sticks in my mind is Sarah trying to reach the switch with her hands tied behind her, behind her back. <laughs> the switch is halfway up. Yeah. Yeah. She's like five foot nothing, yeah. Yeah. desperately yeah. trying to jump. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's not lacking on the violence. Oh no, no. Yeah, we're going to blow things up. We're going to blow your brains out. We're going to mulch you up. We're going to beat thing, you up. Yeah, the thing yeah. is, and and what I think should be pointed out and. Certainly what the um, Mary Whitehouse Brigade didn't understand is it's, nothing is graphic, nothing is thrown in your face. There's no blood, no... Gra- it's all implied. Yeah. It's all hinted at. And I like the fact that Unit was largely useless again. Yes. <laughs> they bought their big zonking laser. They brought the laser! Nothing other than sort of just Give make it, it feel like it had been under a nice heat lamp in the greenhouse. Yeah. <laughs> bring, bring their version of DDT. And, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a bit of weed killer there, yes. Oh, pretty much useless, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't madly keen on the music of plants, though. <laughs> oh, no, I don't no. Think you're meant to like it, no. <laughs> no, is he meant to be a bit based on Prince Charles, do you think? He talks to plants and all that. I, 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 I'm I don't not know if that was known at the time. Yeah, I'm not sure if that was known at the time. Yeah. I think that's more of a. Prince early Charles 80s. Has, has rarely sort of tri- rarely tried to feed people to plants. Yeah. That we well, know of. It's just yeah. where there's that one time. But, I know he's very yeah. good at digging decent sized holes and planting trees in them, but I suspect <laughs> there isn't anyone underneath them. Mm. <laughs> that we know. Know. Not often. <laughs> You'd have to really 
annoy him. But it's, it's also funny that it's one time we've seen crinoids. They've yeah. never come up again. So they've been in Big Fish, they've probably been We're in Big Fish. I think they've been the in TV, a couple of Big Finches. Yeah. Let's but... say in the non-Who non fan Alf, world. Alpha canon. Yeah. They've, they've never publicly come up again. Yet no. so many people, when you put up on Facebook or something, say, oh my God, it's a crinoid or what have you. They get it. It's <laughs> one of those things that seems to monsters that was a one-off, but seems to have stayed in the public consciousness yeah. well, of those people that were old enough to I, watch I it I was well aware, but I'd never seen this story before. Yeah. What, what, I knew what a crinoid was. Yeah, yeah. What got to me is whenever we're driving along and you get this road signs, heavy plant crossing. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. immediately, where's the crinoid? Yeah, it's either a chiffid or a crinoid. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's strange that just a one-off story, the, the whole premise of that, the crinoid has had such a, a long-lasting impact in the psyche of a lot of people. Well, yeah. as you say, they, they were popular enough to bring them back for Big Finish. Mm. Yeah, that's just true of... Look at the macro. They got brought back for New Who. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't recognise them. <laughs> no, it's a very well-regarded story. Yeah. Mm. And it is. It is. It may be six episodes. You don't notice it's six it, episodes. No. There is not an ounce of fat on that. Mm. It's very... Yeah. Well, Invasion of Time, we were like, well, why yeah. didn't they just cut that entire episode yeah, and make it, it one line in that yeah, episode? Yeah, they, they could have lost episode Invasion yeah. of Time, but, but I this... don't think they could have really... Yeah, it got to the end of episode three and I just carried on. He's mm. like, ah, we're watching it all then. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, there was a bit of getting chased around the grounds, which but is But they were lovely grounds. Uh, it would have been yeah. a shame not to show those... The Queen weird... Victoria. And, yeah, there was a the statue, statue of Queen, Queen Victoria. Yeah. The weeping angel of Queen Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> and I like the um, who was the the minister that sold it all in the first place? Thackeray. Thackeray. Yeah, Thackeray. It doesn't shy away from the fact that people are corrupt. Yeah, he's he's basically he doesn't rather like think, today's government. Yeah, he doesn't think himself to be traitorous or anything else. But he feels hard done by yeah. by people where these promoted people over him. Love him but, mm. I like... So sells off the yeah. the location for money, and then. Yeah. Yeah, the fact that he realises the end he's made and he's made a complete mistake. But I do like the fact that sometimes with Who back then and still now... It's actually the weakness of people that, that, is, that causes the problem. It, that's the catalyst. Oh, yeah. If it had been left in the, the freezer until the doctor had arrived, yeah. it would have been fine. And, mm. yeah. Yeah. If they'd done what I said, straight off, burn it. Yeah. <laughs> fire. You were, you were screaming about fire. Yeah. Acid and fire. fire. I have wondered... Though, because mm-hmm. obviously this came out before Alien. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's not quite the same, but I wonder if there's a little bit of homage to the way the Alien pods look <laughs> to the Crinoid pod. Mm, I doubt <laughs> it. I think it's coincidental, <laughs> but I did wonder if the life cycle of a Crinoid is a bit like a, an Alien, a Xenomorph. Yeah, mm. so how it works. In this case, they take over a human rather than chest burst, but yeah, it's effectively the same yeah, thing. You, yeah, you you dominate. And repropagate. Yeah. So and where does the egg come from at that point? I don't. Yeah. Know. You that throw was another thing. One my, minor quibble. What, what is your what, minor, what is your minor quibble? quibble? They've worked out plants are not our friend at the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when they were clearing out the lab. They were carrying oh, yeah. them out nicely yeah. and standing them down. You mentioned Throw that those the out the top <laughs> yeah. window yeah. and smash them all over yeah. the road. Don't, well, it's just that they were probably hired from someplace that they couldn't Side damage the them. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was, we didn't see it, I don't think, on screen, but there was talk of all the plants in the area killing people yeah. in different mm. ways. You, you, yeah. you didn't see it, but you got a form of it, certainly with... Uh, the doctor uh, comes in with the reports, doesn't he? Yeah. Sort of like... Yeah. 36-year-old woman but, strangled by her own ivy. Yeah, so you you saw it, it with Scobie, and also in the... Um, End of ep- one of the episodes, episodes three, I think, with the butler didn't oh, make it. Oh, the butler Hargreaves. <laughs> we knew Hargreaves was dead because there was no point in him being in that scene. Yeah. yeah. Other yeah. than to die. die. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Hargreaves. Yeah. It also reminded me of obvious reasons, uh, Terror of the Vervoids, which clearly comes mm. yeah. many years later. Yeah, yeah. But the effects in this one were so much better. <laughs> yes, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Didn't look quite so dubious, the uh, the crinoid compared to mm, the Vervoids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So a diving suit with leaves pasted on. <laughs> and that head, yeah. 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 That head. How, how did no one look at that and think, no, let's go for something else? <laughs> Maybe someone did look at it and go, it's for kids, they'll never get it. Well, that was definitely after Aliens. And yeah. Aliens, so you can <laughs> maybe see where you got that from. <laughs> OK, we'd like to know what you guys thought of the seeds of Doom. Mm. Write to us via show at staggeringstories.net. Woohoo! What bit did Steve say? He's <laughs> sponsored quiet. Well, he can't say anything. Okay. If he's going to do a mistimed sponsored silence, okay. then he, no, you just sit there. Yep. You sit there and keep quiet. If you say anything, why am I wagging my finger <laughs> yeah. at you? No one can see it. <laughs> and you're not really there. And, and, and I like to point out, you actually looked at him. <laughs> <laughs> no touch pot. <laughs> <laughs> Right, long, long ago in the last century, the Odeon in Aylesbury <laughs> was showing a film that 14-year-old me thought, oh, that looks interesting. And all my mates said, we're not going to see that, that's ridiculous. So I thought, screw you guys, I'm going anyway. And what followed was an amazing experience accompanied by one of the most heartbreaking experiences of my entire young life. So now we've watched it again, because they hate me. Here is our take on Never Ending Story. Pause for better music than that. (laughs) 1984. Apparently, yeah. Never Ending Story. Now, the version we watched just the other day mm-hmm. was the German version and didn't actually have that the song, song from Never Ending Story in it. Oh really? Okay. Mm, yeah. The version I watched did. Ah, we watched yeah. the wrong version. Can't yeah, be helped. The, I watched it on Blu-ray and it had that song right at the beginning. Ah no. I <laughs> so you watched Dear Underlick Gesch That's the one we watched. <laughs> I wish to know whose idea this was. It was mine. Because <laughs> Adam had never seen it. No, I'd never seen it before. And I'd got all into, into the song after Stranger Things. <laughs> so I thought, we've got to watch this. You said you didn't know. Yeah, I lied because you were in the room and there were no other witnesses. <laughs> so I'm admitting to it here because I'm pretty confident we, we, you, these two won't let you kill me. <laughs> we are going to have well. some very serious words when we get home. All right, I'm very pretty confident Jean won't let you kill me. Adam might just for shenanigans, you know. <laughs> Oh, God. Now, this when I saw this as a kid, I adored this. I thought this was one of the best things I'd seen. It was wonderful. It was fantastic. The effects were 
amazing and I still think it's kind of fantastic but I also think it's a pretty well it is a one thread story this yes <laughs> it's like the beginning the middle of the end and the end with no deviations in between some very dodgy acting it is it's it's they, harmless fluff well, well, yeah I, I, I wouldn't call it harmless not for your horse uh, yeah the um <laughs> what gets me is they they introduce characters variously and almost drop them almost yeah, immediately and never see them again. Snail guy at the yeah. beginning. Yeah. yeah, Deep Roy and those yeah. little group there. Yeah. They do turn up again briefly. But, and then the suddenly they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> there could be a reason for that. This is a longer book. Oh, I know. I know <laughs> um, it's a two-part. This it, is only the first this, part of the this book. This was the first part. Mm-hmm. The book was one whole book. And what they did was just take part of the book. Yeah. Hence, not, you got the chapter two. This it, isn't as well known, though, as Lord of the Rings, yeah, where you can no, get away with that that's shit. That's what I mean. It's, <laughs> it well, may not have been a good idea, but it, then, you it, know. Uh, this it, was also, apparently, the most expensive film produced outside of the United States or the Soviet Union at the time. The Soviet Union had expensive films? <laughs> Apparently. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I can believe that, but the, I remember being not impressed when I first saw it at the cinema. Now, okay. I've got to admit, I was older, were older. Than, older you were, than you, so I yeah. was, wasn't really impressed seeing it at the cinema. I was so impressed that I didn't bother with... Uh, part two that was quite a few years later too. or even part three <laughs> okay, i didn't even know that was years. a part three. yeah no, no yeah. i just didn't bother wasn't interested couldn't mm. but i knew at the time it was the first section of a book i had never read the book but no. i read various materials around it mm-hmm. and uh, like i said no <laughs> Okay. No, no, a thousand times no. It was very much in a similar style of Dark Crystal and the Muppets and all that's trying to be. With the characters. Yeah. Mm. There's an element of Peter Pan about it to some extent. I suppose so, yeah. The young kid kid and he's at that threshold point of, is he still believing in this? He's lost his mum. He's having to grow up. His father's telling him to put away childish things and that kind of Mm. stuff. and. Yeah, he's being bullied and he Bastion, gets wasn't it? Bastion, Bastion. And he gets caught in this book. And there's just that element of a child on, on the cusp of not being a child anymore. And yet seems to be able to stay hiding away at school for yeah, nobody, well into the evening. Yeah, yeah, nobody noticed he was missing. He didn't come home in a storm and the police weren't out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and could have been a better actor as well. Well, but that wow. could be said about most of the film. The, <laughs> kid, the kid who played Atreyu, Noah Hathaway, mm-hmm. um, in 2010, in an interview in 2010, he acknowledged that most of his um, dialogue was dubbed by another actor. Oh, really? <laughs> Overdubbed, yeah. You've got to wonder how bad he was if that was the best they could come up with. <laughs> it was a bit monotone, wasn't it? I am a Treyu hunter uh, of the... <laughs> no, I just found it annoying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like the... Is it a dragon? The fluffy white yeah. dragon. It, it, it's, it's a, a, it's a fluffy dragon. dragon. Uh, yeah, it's a Japanese-style dragon, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Falcor. I liked him. I, th- I think he's the um, image that a lot of people remember. Yeah. I like the premise of the idea of the fact that, you know, the whole thing about the reader of the book is part I of the story. Mm. Yeah. Which I, I think excellent. is a lovely idea. Yeah. You know, it, within this, you've got the, the premises, you've got them in their fantasy. He's reading the book. He becomes part of the story, but we're watching, we're watching the story him. and we become part of that story. Yeah, it's one of the and few story, few films where the film acknowledges the audience. Yeah, yeah, and I think that that was very well done in the melee of the... Um... Yeah, so I, I 
agree with that. I think and wish they could have gone further instead of just a couple of lines, one mm, sentence yeah. or a couple of lines. Mm. It's something that could have easily been glossed over or missed. One yeah. thing I... The, the thing that made me cry when I was 14 was <laughs> the death of the horse. So if you name your... Oh, yes! If you name your horse after some decorating material, it des- deserves everything it can get. I don't Artis. think it was Arctic. I think it was Arctic. I think they pronounced it oh, slightly. Right. But but <laughs> this is the whole JNT thing about the memory cheats. Yeah. Is yeah. I remember that being further into the film yeah, and being be. more attached to the horse because yeah. it really made me cry when the horse died. Whereas this time around, that was just like, oh, yeah, the horse is yeah. dead. But the bit with the rock troll, when he's talking about that these look like big, strong hands and he couldn't save his friends, that got my bottom lip wobbling. <laughs> I just really? remember <laughs> being affected by yeah. it the first time around. Mm. See, I, I thought the acting from the horse was brilliant. It looks really so was good. sad. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, they took weeks for them to train the horse. I think it was more than one horse. To stand there. To, to stand there as it had been lowered down yeah, into the Yeah, it must have wall. been instinctively the horse would want yeah. to run. Yeah, because yeah. it doesn't want to get immersed in, yeah. in liquid. Yeah. Well, what, what got me and what was a little nitpicking there is matter great big swamp, thousands of leagues of, uh, across, yep. horse sinks perhaps in the middle of it. The Anything, if you come succumb to sadness and despair, you sink. Yep. But Atreyu can easily, he's just lost his companion, but he can yep. easily walk across it. No problem. Yeah, yeah, well, why was the horse so sad? It's not very sad. Why was the horse so sad? Yeah, the horse. Well, it was all muddy. It's a lovely white horse, and he was all muddy. We don't know the horse's backstory. And the horse okay. might have had some sort of depression going on. A bit of trauma. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't seem to affect a, a Treyu any way, shape or form. Yeah, but he's he a, can he, make it to the other side. He's at that stage of childhood where you're a self-centred little arse. <laughs> he's had many horses who should drown. Yeah. Oh, natural occurrence. You've got to remember, this, Gosh, kid, another one. this kid hunts the purple buffalo for fun. Yeah. So he's clearly some sort of... Sort of psycho. psycho. Yeah. <laughs> serial killer. That's the first Definitely. first step's being yeah. cruel to animals. Yeah. Yeah. Hunt, yeah. The, hunt the purple buffalo, watch your best friend drown. Yeah. Next stop. I mean, that little princess. Uh, she, she was lucky. be in his company. Mm. No. And the sphinxes. I liked the sphinxes. The killer well, sphinxes or the blue sphinxes? Yeah. Well, I'm not. It was just boobs. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed right. that bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Boobies. But, yeah, you know. They were so both well endowed. They sphinxes. were. They were. You've got to feel strong in yourself. You've got to have faith in yourself. And even that knight in shining armour, you'd yeah. think a knight in shining armour, yeah. you've got faith in yourself, but no. Yeah. And Atreyu starts out, I have faith in myself, ooh, but they might shoot me in the tits, oh no, <laughs> oh, now I feel bad. Mm-hmm. Zap, zap, zap. This is going to be random, can you go around them? Yeah, maybe. Like there was no. plenty of room <laughs> to go around. <laughs> <laughs> false fields, invisible false fields. Uh, you didn't see the invisible false Then you had fields. the wonderful Patricia Hayes. Oh yeah, as yeah. the uh, the weird witchy woman with oh, her yeah. husband. We, that oh, that been two, yeah. Princess Bride. Princess Bride. That's yeah. but swapped. We forgot yeah. to mention in um, Seeds of Doom. Oh yeah, we thought um, the Princess Bride when, in that as well. When, when, when Keela had been zapped by and the was being dragged. He's nearly dead. Only dead. Yeah, only mostly dead at that point yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> apparently the Leonardo DiCaprio's company um, right. what is it Appy and Way Productions and okay. Warner Brothers were looking at making a remake in 2009 that would have been interesting not a straight remake an actual the nuances the, the, the of the book the proper yeah. a proper Go make of the, the book, book. Yeah. but there was real problems in getting the rights because the people that made the first film actually bought the, the rights. rights for shed loads of money 
And I think it's about 2011, they finally said, this is not going to happen. It is one of those films I think could be remade. The special effects these days would be wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, I think if you use, as you say, the nuances of the book that they didn't touch on, it could be quite a good, well, a better film than this Mm -hmm. one was. You could probably fit the entire book into a modern film if you made it a little bit longer, tightened it up a bit. But yeah, I really like the look of it. I don't know Mm. if it'd be a mistake to go to CGI because the the animatronics work was amazing. Oh, God, yeah, wonderful. I I assumed that was going to be Henson, but it wasn't. No, if you you handed it to Henson or got members of them involved, because certainly um, the scale of the size of the creatures. The, the rock creature, the uh, massive turtle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tortoise. Again, only in one scene. All that Is work that, for that yeah, one scene. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it, that's what I mean about being very similar to um, Dark Kristen and that. It's definitely got that Hen- Henderson, Henderson puppet. Yeah. Hen- I've got to agree with you. Yeah. It was very much like Dark Crystal, as in I thought they took far too much time glorifying in the locations. Mm. The design work was amazing. The design work was amazing, but unfortunately they wanted you to see it, so they showed you everything, which you don't necessarily... Just all it does is slow down the story. And it is a very simple quest story. Yeah. It's not even very clear what his quest actually is. He just has to go out and find some nebulous something to yeah, save. Yeah, something that he's the one who can save us he, from the yeah. nothing. He yeah. doesn't even How? know what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he, he has to leave his weapons yeah. behind and go alone. Why? Yeah, yeah why is he waiting for his weapons? <laughs> There's a that bugger <laughs> And you've got Gamok, this intelligent wolf sent yeah. out to hunt him. Which again was a Which, superb... Yeah. yeah. Comes at the beginning... Animatronic. And then, for some reason, has become terrified of the nothing and hides in a cave. Which, the nothing, which employed him, because he was doing this for the nothing. (laughs) It it kind of, like, didn't... You know, there there were characters there that I suspect in the book are much more fleshed out and much more used. Yeah, I've not seen the sequels. I don't know. And how it was almost, yeah, I haven't seen the second one. I, I like you. I, I think I saw this one at the films. This was, I was in full time gainful employment by this point in yeah. my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Down yeah, I still again. like to go to see the sci fi <laughs> fantasy films. But this one, I enjoyed watching it at the time. And it was one of those ones that I thought, oh, yeah, Sunday, what, Sunday afternoon, I'd watch it. Mm. But I didn't go to see it a second time. Uh, yeah. And I've yeah. never bought it on DVD. Like, um, yeah, and neither that kind of stuff. It, it is aimed at kids. It's not one that works terribly well on multiple levels. No. no. It's no. a kid's fancy If film. at all. But <laughs> this, is, this is the thing, the underusing of the characters, though. The Bat Goblin and yeah. Snail Dude would have made perfect comic relief yeah, yeah. on the trip yeah. for Atreyu. Yeah. But yeah. no, they yeah. just sort of were there one here minute. I'll look at them. Right. And we're then suddenly, the suddenly we're mourning their death. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, you... it's here, though. I'll look at this funny little figure. Right. Here's Thanks. the new funny little yeah. figure. Let's look at that. But Throw they, that they could have been following him, look... annoying him, helping yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, should have been. That would be good. The only one who really recurs is the Deus Ex Dragon. Yeah. It turns up whenever he has to save as the kid. It's luck. So whenever luck is needed, it turns up. Doesn't save horses, though. No, no, no. Doesn't. Wasn't essential to the plot. Clearly not. Just really panning this on. <laughs> well, just just reading here, we're not the only one. The author of the book, Michael, oh yeah, End, he hated it. Yeah. Um, was initially happy about the book being turned into a film. <laughs> saw it. Um, <laughs> so he read the script. Yeah. Ah, End claimed that Peterson later rewrote the script without consulting him, and he felt that the adaptation's content deviated so far from the spirit of his books. Fantastica reappears with no creative force from Bastian that he requested that production either be halted or the film's title be changed. 
So it's not just us that wasn't yeah. overly impressed. He it took the them actual, to court, didn't he? Yeah, yeah it was the actual oh, wow. writer of the book. Uh, and he failed. Yeah, yeah. he sold the rights to it. <laughs> Unfortunately so. yeah. for him. Yeah. yeah. But when the writer of the book Pound can't you. see his own, own creation yeah. there anymore. It makes you wonder why you, they bothered buying the rights to it. Yeah, you've diluted it, it and you've changed it that and much. It doesn't necessarily mean it can't be a bad film in itself. Yeah. But it, yeah, it depends. It depends whether the author's vision is possible to make on screen. Yeah. Apparently he but. referred to film as a gigantic melodrama of kitsch, commerce, <laughs> yeah. plush and plastic. I, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. I would agree wholeheartedly with that. I think there is an element of it jumping on the Dark Crystal, the labyrinth. I'm not sure. The timelines. They were that later, but mm. there yeah. was that kind of like fit fantasy film there was a lot of fantasy films around this 1980s, yeah, is it? Yeah, 70s and 70s, 80s. early 80s, yeah. Because yeah. Star Wars again. Yeah, yeah. and I think Not that just was a case of to... wanting to get in there quickly and not mm. necessarily doing as good a product as they could have. What annoyed me the mm. most is you never found out what the what he renamed the princess. They were really mother. Mother. mother, yeah. And all I know is his but mother's name. Yeah, but we, we didn't never, know what the mother's name was. I mean, part of me is like, oh, that's good, we never, we don't need to know, but I really wanted to know. <laughs> I was trying to look at what he was shouting, yeah. <laughs> but I couldn't, you know. Yeah. I was quite amazed, because she's big on the posters, and she doesn't actually yeah. sign up until right at the end. Well, the little princess. Yeah. Yeah, she's hardly in it. No, she's barely in it. Yeah. She looks a bit weird, looks like a grey with her nostrils like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did like Moses Gunn. I, I loved Moses Gunn. He was in Little House on the Prairie a lot. And um, he played the uh, the wizard at the beginning. Oh, the, yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, the white beard. Or, yeah, who yeah. hires Atreyu. Yeah. I, oh, I yes. always, anything, you know, any, he's one of those people like David Warner. It may be crap, but he's not crap. Mm. Yeah. And again, <laughs> yeah. you can see in that early scene with him with his all different people, mm. lots of great designs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, oh, the yes. big head, yeah, like, head things. Yeah. There was uh, a fishing bow thing. Yeah. 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 This is it. Triple faced and. Yeah. There's aspects of it where there's an awful lot of work gone into this. Yeah. And you can see yeah. why it costs so much. Mm. Yeah. And. There was model building in this. There was, although it'd be called CGI now, but there were special effects in it when mm. the, the dragon's flying and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And there is the premise, the young hero on a quest to save the kingdom. Even if mm. no one told him what it, it was. <laughs> it, it, yeah. It's a really old plot line. Yeah. It's the plot line that give us Star Wars. It's the plot nice. line that's most films yeah. that are quest stuff. Greek Odyssey type. Yeah, and they but it's just... all managed to Holy make it. Monty Python. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and they got the dragon in it. Yeah. But they just lost something along yeah. the way. They lost the heart of the book. Just saying, yeah. As you were saying, from, from rewriting it, it sounds like they threw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. Mm. Although, to this day, if I could ride on a luck dragon, I would. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Very hairy. Very. Uh, <laughs> having watched Sandman recently, it immediately made me think of Sandman, the Fantasia. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Made me think of uh, the, the dream dreaming. World. Yeah, yeah, the dreaming. Uh, falling apart. Mm. But unlike Neverending Story, the Sandman is really good. <laughs> Indeed. I think the idea with the, the, the nothingness was... I don't think this came up or something. Yeah, it's that link with growth, but it's it's the fact that children and adults were turning away from books and fantasy and going more to computer games and that kind of stuff. And it was like the mind of fantasy, the human mind that creates Mm. fantasy, 
was starting to be eroded and that's what the nothing was. But they didn't play with that enough. Also, that's an absolutely bollocks concept. Thank you. Because <laughs> computer games, even back then, even when it was the text ones, it was a story. You were using it, your imagination. It was, but back then there was still this idea that books were good, computer games... Dull the minds, stop the intelligence. I think some people still stop, have that. Stop creative yeah. thought. But it was it was a it was a more accepted idea at that yeah. point, mainly because it, it was something new as yeah, well. But it was still a bollocks concept. It was, but I think that was what the premise of the nothing was. But they didn't pull that out enough. Yeah, as children, well, those of us that were children, this was fun. This was. <laughs> quite moving at times <laughs> and this was something that we were really happy we saw as middle-aged old farts this is something we're just going to file away under yeah well that happened there's more Susie poo than dusty buns <laughs> yeah you've been wa- waiting to say that for a while you've <laughs> <laughs> been saving that one up yeah, yeah, yeah. but come on tell us what you guys thought of Neverending Story write to us via a show <laughs> at staggering stories dot net woohoo reach the stars fly a fantasy We have some feedback. Wow. Thank you. We have one bit. It's audio. And it's Reese. It is. Hello, Staggeroo. Hello, Reese. Pertwee and Cardboard Grunhilda Knobnacker and Cardboard Clara and Moomin and Dangerous Churchill and. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and congratulations Hello. on episode 400. Thank I know you. I come Thank and you. go every now and again, and it's, I've had one of my periods of being gone for a while, but I'm here again thank to you. say congratulations <laughs> and to say thank you for really fitting and emotional tributes to the amazing <laughs> people that we tragically lost uh, yeah. over the, the past uh, fortnight, yeah. being Bernard Cribbins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. still breaks my heart to think about him being gone. Nichelle mm-hmm. Nichols. I can't even process that one. What an icon. And then the ever-wonderful David Warner, who, yeah. frankly, I just, I'm always impressed by his performances and I discover more and more of them because he's one of those people, in fact, like Bernard Cribbins, whose career just feels never-ending. I, I discover <laughs> yeah. more and more. And I just wanted to say that your tributes were wonderful. Unfortunately, since then, we've lost some more people, mm. uh, specifically to iconic Australians, the first one being Uncle Archie Roach, who was Mm, a singer mm. and songwriter, and he was a First Nations icon here in Australia. Mm -hmm. He was, sadly, part of the Stolen Generations, which is a very dark part of our Mm. history. But after that, he he did some very important work with telling some very vital and important stories, and in the same way as Nichelle Nichols, he feels like an icon. Mm. And then we lost Olivia Newton-John, also an icon, but for different reasons, just incredibly talented, incredibly beautiful, incredibly fierce in her advocacy and and Mm. raising awareness for cancer. And uh, it's just been a rough couple of weeks, really. It's almost like 20. But I do want to just say that, like Mm. I said before, your tributes were very fitting, very poignant, Thank you very much for doing them, and uh, I just pause in reflection of the three people you mentioned, but also of Uncle Archie Roach mm. and Olivia Newton-John. I'm glad we didn't cock and it up. And to try and <laughs> yep. segue into something less, you know, upsetting, okay, <laughs> yeah. more fun, but is it appropriate to do something fun after that? Yes. Anyway, I will. Uh, let's talk about the latest 
in the series in which Nichelle Nichols was so iconic. Let's talk about Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Oh, I've got to agree with you. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. All right, that's it. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll go into it a bit more. Uh, it's really nice to have a positive version of Star Trek again because as I really quite like Discovery, even the most recent seasons, although literally the most recent I am behind on, but the more recent ones, they got quite serious, quite morose in some ways. Like some of the characters were, were very upset a lot of the time that their default reaction yeah. and yeah. assessment of things seemed to be to be upset. But... With this one, they had, and not just because they did out-and-out comedy episodes with it's, Strange it's, New Worlds, but just there's a brighter tone to it. It seems mm. more hopeful, yeah, and yeah. even when they're in conflicts. And there's a, quite a sad conflict in that last episode, the mm. Aliens one, as Fake Keith called it. <clears throat> it's a really good show and a really good like positive outcome. And then there's a bit of growth that happens in that pretty serious episode. No, that mm. wasn't the last one, I just realised. But anyway, the Aliens <laughs> we one. Knew which uh, one. The last one was very interesting, yes. kind of cementing a little bit Star Trek's values, which or Starfleet's values, which I note Gene was saying they don't really have, and that's true. This is kind of setting up, well, this is what we stand for. We'll always yeah. try and go for the peaceful and intellectual uh, resolution to situations as opposed to just the gung-ho, violent kind, and that was quite good to see that start to happen. Yeah. Um, what else about it? I love the cast. Anson Mount is great. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, they're <laughs> all great. Ethan Peck is excellent. I, I really, really do like it, almost every element of it. In fact, I think I do like every element of it. Really good first season, and if it gets better, like most Star Treks for me, it, they get better. I haven't seen them all, quite a bit I haven't seen, but mm. I've seen segments of most yeah. of them, and they, they seem to get better on the whole. Mm -hmm. I've heard a lot of bad things about yeah. Enterprise, but look, we'll see. I'm trying to dive into Star Trek. <laughs> Even There's so much of it when you think about it. Three or four. And it's yeah. such a strongly focused fan base. I'm not going to say toxic because I don't think it is, although it could be. You could look at the toxic corners of every fan base, yeah. but I just mean there are people who know absolutely every detail about it, and sometimes with um, fan bases it can feel a little bit intimidating. Mm. Yeah. And no fault of their own. It's just that you kind of want to be on the same level, but you've got to watch a lot of it or read some <laughs> yeah. expanded universe stuff um, or, yeah. or, or whatever, you know, stuff like that. Uh, what else? There's so much I could talk about because it's been a long time since I've written in, but I might just try and keep it succinct. Uh, I'll just say the latest season of Stranger Things was spectacular, absolutely yes. amazing. Yep. They really upped the ante and it's it's much gorier it's yep. <laughs> much scarier as well i mean i was honestly scared by some of the other stuff and there was blood before but it's even more intense yeah. now and it worked uh, sometimes i roll my eyes at things that are slashery for slashes sake but no that was good no i don't think it was um, dr strange 2 i think i agree with adam in that, I think the first one was better, yeah. but I really did quite like it. And an actor I mentioned before had a, an ever so brief but relatively good performance in it. <laughs> yeah, what, what else? Oh, there's, there's so much. I will do my best to send some regular feedback from now on. <laughs> and I'll play to catch up with uh, what I've seen recently that's relevant to the podcast. And if I've seen some of the stuff that you've seen, I'll talk about that too. Awesome. Anyway, this is a rare, relatively brief feedback <laughs> from me, Reese Parton. Thank you for the show. Congratulations on episode 400. And I will speak to you as soon as I can. I say avoiding next time because it's one of those phases in my life where things are very busy, but I'll try to do it next time. Okay, see ya. Now, Reese. Yes. If we can be serious here for a second. Oh, all right. right. Has pointed something out to mm -hmm. us. He did. He greeted someone <gasps> before we oh. greeted someone. Oh. He's actually got fangs at the moment and is <laughs> aiming for Adam's neck. Oh, again. <laughs> One, two, three. Hello, Hello head, head of, of Pertwee. Pertwee. Violent thing. Handles. 
Terence squirts a lot. Terence. Dangerous church and Dangerous naked church. Spock. Nazi yeah. Spock. Goofield Grugu. Graham, um, where's Graham? Various doctors down there. Yeah. yeah. This place really needs to tidy up. <laughs> <laughs> You're just yeah. going to have to... Oh, he's up there next to Terence. I wonder oh, yeah, where Graham was. Yeah, yeah. He's fallen over, hasn't he? He's fallen over. That's why I couldn't... <laughs> he's been at the beer again. Yeah. <laughs> and so that brings us to the end of another podcast. Ooh, thank oh God. God. But fear not, <laughs> next time there'll be more of the same. More news and reviews, more who old and new, more fun, frivolity and jollity. And I got that in the wrong order. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter, we're going to go with it. But until that, <laughs> S for seeds. Seeds of soggy sausage meat. <laughs> Slither slimily. And seductively <laughs> towards us. This is me, Fake Heath, saying farewell. Goodbye. Au revoir. Let's face it, it's not the worst thing you've caught me doing. (laughs) No, no, it's not. You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, series one, number 401, featuring Adam Purcell, Fake Keith, Jean Riddler and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speakers and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers on the site. No copyright infringement is intended. This has been an El Presidente and Fake Keith production for www.staggeringstories.net. Hang on. (laughs) I saw you do that. (laughs) So this is too long and it keeps going that way. And but it's too tight to that that, that, that's the swivel. That I still wouldn't have been able to do that bit. Okay, so it'll be doorbell. Bing bong. Unusual. It's not unusual, it's a f***ing doorbell. <laughs> it's not unusual for this time. Shall <laughs> I do the, the parcel Edit for El out. Presidente? Yeah, we'll start again. <laughs> I am... Oh, I've forgotten what it was. The thing. <laughs> the thing. The thing. The thing. It's not the thing. Are you going to read it or do you want funny voices? Shall I, no, shall I do just, it? Just read it normally. I'll do it. Read, I read do... it normally. This is no, what no, we do this when is a, this not is This is a lady. This is a lady. She's not. She's a bitch. Oh. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> that's that's, that's going to end up in the art tapes. You know it. Okay. We've got a week celebrating our centenary. Question. Hmm? You're a lady... Why are you putting on a silly voice? Because I want to. You're a lady. Because I want to. Oh, God. Are we never-ending story in it, or are we seeds of death in it? Seeds of death? Seeds of doom. Doom. <laughs> <laughs>